but this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profit. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Got it. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour with your host, Kelly Hickey. It's my pleasure to be with you here today. Uh, Welcome to our inaugural radio show slash podcast. If you're listening live on uh, CHMR through the internet or later through the podcast, it's great to have you here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. I always think about that when um, people think others jay-z comes to mind uh so thanks so much for tuning in um this is our inaugural uh radio show podcast thanks to chmr for the studio the studio time training um and uh also for housing us uh the strong women power half hour which is uh your radio show podcast designed to help you feel more empowered more connected it's designed to help help teach you something maybe maybe look at things differently to hear from different perspectives different voices uh, specifically looking at angles of how we women can be our strongest happiest healthiest selves Um, so as I mentioned I'm Kelly Hickey your host I'm a women empowerment specialist Uh, it is my honor and pleasure to help women step into their power. Um, So that first song that you just heard, the opening, uh, that was Goddess by Iggy Azalea. And Iggy Azalea is an interesting figure um, in pop culture. Um, I really enjoyed this song because it is a bit of a power ballad, particularly if you listen on to it, there's some pretty good um, power ballad uh, uh, guitar solos. Um, And Iggy Azalea is is an interesting figure we can learn a lot from. I'll love to talk about her on another uh, podcast. She is an interesting example of what happens when you don't acknowledge your privilege in (laughs) hip-hop as a white woman, but uh, still a super strong uh, powered ballad called Goddess. And um, with the Strong Women Power Half Hour and also with uh, uh, my company um, Strong Women Co., uh, we do embrace a lot of different ideas around uh, goddess uh, identity, culture, uh, spirituality, um, and uh, uh, goddess uh, theology um, as you know something to fill in the gaps in a lot of our uh, consciousness and a lot of our religions um, and, and um, even just societal uh, structures. There is a lack of femaleness. There's a lack of female divinity or a lack of female energy or a lack of female presence uh, in some ways. So uh, um, diving into ideas of goddess and using the words of goddess um, in, in substantial ways. This isn't, you know, goddess mascara type things. This is more ideas about having our whole selves represented and also acknowledging some beautiful parts of uh, being a woman and, and womanhood um, that um, is often absent from a lot of the usual public discourse around um, everything from, I don't know, 
holidays to women's lives being just largely left out of uh, the experience of what it's meant to be, like the norm, the measuring stick. And uh, so I would say that um, if you have any um, power ballads, any kind of women's empowerment um, songs, please uh, email me uh, at kelly at strongwomenco.com. That's kelly at strongwomenco.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Strong Women Co. We're plenty active on that. And we're always going to be looking for um, empowerment ballads, women's empowerment ballads. I'm actually getting a list together for Spotify so that um, anyone can just uh, listen to Spotify, jam out, uh, and get their day going good. And speaking of feeling good, uh, let's do a little bit of self-care for ourselves and mindful breath here. I know it may seem silly sometimes, but I promise if you do this, you will feel better and your body, likely even your mind, will thank you. So let's collectively, even if you're listening to this in a recording afterwards, we all come together in our collective breath. It's one of the ways that we are connected. So let's gather all of the parts of ourselves um, that that we need to bring in, maybe things that we're absent-minded, thinking about lists we have to do, or maybe something happened to you earlier today or yesterday that your mind's still there. So let's try to actively take all of those parts of ourselves so that we can have this nice, condensed, whole self. Uh, You're showing up for yourself, and here we are, and we're together, and we're going to take a nice breath in through the nose, nice and deep. Let it all out. It always feels so good, doesn't it? Taking a nice deep breath. Now let's do it again. We're doing it together. Nice deep breath. Fill up those lungs with all the air and oxygen you can manage. Let it out with a sigh. Sigh if you want to. Sighing from breaths is one of my favorite parts of going to yoga. (laughs) Being encouraged to go... <sighs> with other with other people, I think there's something about it that uh, that I like. Could you tell that I'm also a meditation teacher? Uh, that's one of my my favorite things to do is to hold space and just help people uh, to connect to themselves and connect to silence and uh, and all of that. But uh, beyond um, uh, catching your breath, it's it's wonderful just to show up and arrive and be. Um, and to not feel so um, fragmented and, um, you know, like the pieces are, of you are scattered about. And now it's time that we got into it, the show, our first show, and our first show's theme. I was trying to figure out which one, what would be our first show's theme, and the timing of everything just seemed kind of perfect with Mother's Day um, coming up. So this is a nice, friendly reminder uh, to get your mother something, and uh, at the very least, to uh, give her a call on Mother's Day and um, and let her know you love her. And of course, I say that if uh, you have a functioning relationship with your mother, because I'd also like to acknowledge how hard this day and this time can be on those who don't have um, a picture-perfect relationship with their mothers. Um, sometimes that, they, that can make this time of the year particularly um, painful. Uh, so I just want to acknowledge out to those sisters going through that. Um, it's really interesting to me, this whole concept of mothering. Uh, I also... I, I have a two and a half year old, so it's it's still really new to me. Um, um, in its gorgeous, challenging, 
um, fraught, inspiring <laughs> way that motherhood is. Um, and then uh, besides that, um, uh, I just put off a Strong Women Co. I just put off our first workshop. It was a workshop on connecting to Mother Earth. Um, it was beautiful, inspiring. Um, I'm still kind of processing all of the things that uh, came from that gorgeous workshop. Um, yeah, that workshop, we talked about connections with Mother Earth. We talked about hundreds of thousands of years. Humans have existed. We're looking at at least 200,000 years now and how for the majority of our time, um, we were a, a peoples who um, revered, honored, and celebrated uh, Mother Earth. And uh, the majority of those peoples also um, celebrated, honored, and revered women. So, and the connection between Mother Earth and women. Um, we talked about the, the parallels even just kind of in the, the physical of um, um, the, the curves of a woman's body being like mother mountains and, um, um, you know, I, I've gone deep into caves and, and it, it being like, you know, entering mother earth's, um, uh, birth canal in some ways. It's, it's this very beautiful, intimate relationship between a life giver and, um, and, and their child. And, uh, we talked about, um, you know, how in every, modern language anything to do with nature or mother earth is always getting uh the female pronoun la nature you know that kind of thing um so that it's always been there has been there's this deep uh seated idea within us uh to appreciate and love nurturers um and, and to think about mother mountains being like also like mother uh, breasts and and uh the the rivers being like um uh, the the milk that babies need and of course if you wanted to look back a few thousand years um, or even not that far back in in some geographies um, of course we were celebrating the nurturers of course um, if you want to look at what how we currently act in our capitalist patriarchal society with this dog eat dog individualistic kind of way of being uh, if we were like this thousands of years ago we would not have survived um, and I'm not suggesting we continue on this way, this, this dynamic of, of, of dominating the earth and dominating women and, and dominating bodies and, and uh, destroying and conquering. I, I, I do strongly believe that this is something that um, we have to stop. And that's part of the reason why um, I'm, I have my company, Strong Women Co. It's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to empower women, to create space for women uh, so that uh, we can stand in our power and speak up um, and have our ideas shared, have our ideas used, be at decision-making tables and all of that so that we can move from the domination paradigm, which ensures all of our mutual destruction <laughs> if we keep going. I mean, like, how long do we really have? Five uh, 50 years, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, going the way we are now, we are treating our natural resources, um, and the non-renewables like they're renewable. And we're not, uh, necessarily using the renewables as, as, as efficiently as we could. Um, so one of the things that, um, my training and my experiences, my pilgrimage and my spiritual journey and all of my, um, uh, you know, readings and research, so many things are culminating to a point that we do need to change from this domination paradigm towards the partnership paradigm. And um, that's something that uh, we talked about in the workshop. Um, and one of my favorite things, it's amazing when you get a bunch of women together. And one of my favorite things um, about uh, getting women together is the ideas that come out of it. So in the workshop, um, 
uh, we what we did was we talked about just kind of like flipboard you know that's the kind of <laughs> the brain that I, I really like logic and I really like intellectual stuff with the kind of the feeling and the spiritual my left and right brain like to both be engaged so um, and, I, and I think brainstorming is a really great way to um, get ideas out to to, um, uh, to share to, to kind of get energy moving so one of the my favorite parts of the workshop was actually um, this part where I got the flip chart out and I was like okay you know let's talk about big picture ideas of what needs to be done and so many amazing ideas came up and you know women were thinking very big picture and in talking about you know how we need to um, change our economy and uh, essentially change our economy away from this current hyper capitalism and change our um, entire kind of system in towards more of a sustainable peace uh, where uh, and, you know if, if we have a capitalist system and profit is the only uh, the only real measurement that that uh, that matters. Um, you know, this is a fundamental difference. This is a fundamental change that we need to make. And so, you know, just at the flipboard and writing down all those ideas, uh, I just adored them. I'm going to post the picture of that on my uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, for Strong Women Co. Soon. We also did a. Um, a seed blessing ceremony, which uh, is outside, just kind of like a uh, um, acknowledging. I had the seeds for everybody, so it was like wild, wild flower seeds and also bird seeds, um, and uh, so we kind of we just blessed them in an, uh, an outside ceremony. That actually we had these warm spring rains. <laughs> it was quite cleansing, and I gave people lots of offers, but everyone wanted to stay out in the rain, and so we did that, and we honored the seeds in the bags, but also the seeds in ourselves. And this is this metaphor kind of symbolic piece that I find that's really powerful you know I think there's a lot of there's a lot of worth in action and ceremony and ritual and intention and while we've dived into um, this kind of supposedly secular world where we've we've um, thrown out the ideas of our traditional kind of religious um, um, structures and all of that I do think that there is a missing piece in ritual um, of just kind of getting together sharing space sharing ideas you know um, uh, so that's one of the things that I like to do in my workshops even in my professional workshops um, I like to end the workshops with a communal kind of um, uh, sharing uh, ritual just shows that you know no woman is an island <laughs> So that was the workshop uh, that was on Mother Earth, as I mentioned, um, our, our true mother. Um, and what's so interesting, too, talking about goddess earlier, sometimes people use Mother Earth and goddess as synonyms. Sometimes I do, too. Um, but for me, at different times, uh, goddess can mean... Um, kind of just creator <laughs> and uh in in a, in, a, in a way that like I was a creator when I was pregnant and the way that the earth is a creator and the universe is being created um so it's kind of just thinking of this kind of nice nurturing um creative energy this force this kind of divine um idea um which is a lot of what goddess is um the idea around the goddess theology and and goddess uh, culture uh that's what that's about um so goddess being of course the ultimate mother the creator of all and to tell you the truth i wasn't really so into goddess stuff all that long ago i was uh well, my own journey is uh, growing up as a Protestant Anglican um, uh, girl in uh, Newfoundland. I um, I had you know usual kind of traditional Christian but Protestant upbringing, 
and uh, I connected uh, to God in the way that the church laid out, um, but always kind of had some problems with the lack of female stories and the lack of, um, uh, well, I didn't even realize it was the lack of female stories. At the time, I just didn't feel like I, I had a place. I didn't have a place in any of the father-son talk. I didn't have a place in any of the when we talked about God. So, um, and with that, with a couple of, you know, more than a couple of hypocrisies of uh, local and otherwise churches, I kind of just turned my back on um, a lot of uh, the ideas that I had been raised with in the church because it just didn't seem right and they seemed judgmental and um, hypocritical. And so I was kind of like just anti-spiritual for a really long time and uh, then um, had a couple of personal crises that literally brought me to my knees and then I found myself praying uh, to the universe. And uh, that was a word that I was more comfortable with. It wasn't so tainted as God. And, um, and then through years of working with the universe and meditation and doing my Deepak Chopra stuff and my Hay House radio stuff, and, you know, um, I, got, I got better, I got more around the idea of um, uh, realizing, well, it's not just the universe, it's a, mu- it's a multiverse because we don't have a real understanding of, of existence, really, uh, besides the fact that this isn't the only universe. It just doesn't, uh, mathematically, it's not possible that this is the only universe. And then on top of that, so if we really wanted to look at what is the creators in the way that we currently understand things, that would be mothers. So I kind of t- coined the term mother multiverse. So I kind of just dabbled in the mother multiverse, and to tell you the truth, I understood it intellectually before I understood it in my heart Um, and it wasn't until I was pregnant with my uh, little girl Violet who um, has one of my greatest teachers of all time but um, it was when I was uh, pregnant with her I'd be up in the middle of the night praying and meditating and bawling and writing and and uh, so many of those things that um I, I just connected um, to what I now know is this kind of really loving divineness of <laughs> mother energy, um, which had been, you know, done and passed through every woman in my lineage. Um, and then besides that, you know, kind of just like being connected to women worldwide who are also having this amazing creator experience and kind of having this uh, almost like if you think about a creator or a universe, a mother multiverse, a goddess, a god, and almost feeling like lateral in the way that look at me, I'm also creating. And for me, pregnancy was an extremely spiritual practice. And uh, when I was face and eyes into it, it didn't always seem, <laughs> I didn't always really know what was going on and still unpacking a lot. But it, it allowed me the experience of pregnancy, which I was terrified of, uh, despite the fact that we had tried. Um, to get pregnant, I was very terrified of the whole piece of um, of pregnancy, and uh, I think that um, I think that that's really common, right? And when I think back to why I was so terrified, there are a couple of main uh, things I think of. Um, one, I never really wanted to be a mother, kind of growing up, and as as a kid, I I, I wanted a career, I wanted power and freedom. I saw my mother have to give up so much of herself, it seemed, um, and I and I wanted um, the the freedom and authority of my own life, um, 
reality is my generation and Western women now uh, were the first generation uh, to have so much choice uh, of our lives and to choose career so there's a bit of a pressure on that I feel sometimes too of when I think of all of my grandmothers great grandmothers and everybody the from the long line of women I come from from this unbroken line of women I come from and I think about how I my generation my life right now um, how many of my ancestors would have killed for the opportunities that I had. So uh, I was kind of like almost anti-mother <laughs> for, for a while, if I'm, if I'm honest. Uh, I, I, and I think that's the, that was my internal patriarchy. It's my internal misogyny. Um, I thought I'd have to give up so much to be a mother, and then I would, you know, uh, have to hide in the shadows of of uh, the culture and, and community because you can't be out front because you got to be giving so much to your child and so there's pieces of that and you know when I when I look at like how much I have to give up and how my mom had to give up so much um, but the reality is like sh- sure she she gave up a lot and she was self-sacrificing often too self-sacrificing that led to resentment and other things that are totally normal and natural when going through such a process um, but now I can see her value and her contributions were severely severely devalued uh, looking at you know I come from an entrepreneur family and uh, we lo- the work that my father did was uh, uh, celebrated and honored and made space for and the work that my mother did which she also worked at the business and kept the household home and you know uh, saw to all of us I look at and she really did way more than my father but it's only in recent years that I've even uh, been able to understand that so I thought I'd had to give up a lot. There's another piece is I didn't really know much about pregnancy or birth. I didn't know what the process really was. And, you know, thinking back now and going through it and seeing some of my friends go through pregnancy now and we're kind of lost. It's kind of like you're looking for your true north. And there's there's a complete lack of uh, women's experiences um, in the discourse, in movies and shows. There's no coming of age movies for women, uh, or there are very few that are exceptions to the rule that uh, allow for this beautiful, challenging journey that is pregnancy. And with all of my uh, birth worker friends, and my, my midwife, my doula friends, and everyone else who, who works with uh, women doing birth uh, and going through birth and pregnancy, pregnancy for everyone is a journey and you will face your heaviest darkest stuff while in pregnancy at some point I mean there's other parts too but it's it's challenging and beautiful and and a rite of passage and it's a sacred rite of passage that is completely absent or almost utterly absent um so that that's another reason why I was uh, afraid and if, if I could offer um just a small piece of advice for any um, young woman out there or otherwise or someone else thinking about uh, becoming a mother or a parent. And I can say that um, it's as hard as I thought it would be, sure. But the joy, the love, the journey is so much more. I'm just more of a complex person. I'm more of a uh, I understand the world differently. I act differently because of uh, entering motherhood and and uh, what that means. But 
besides that, and kind of like a personal piece, um, I see mothering now. Uh, I know because mothering is just a series of choices, just like anything else. And I see how I mother and how I parent um, as my ultimate self-expression. So instead of having to give up all of this self-expression that I thought I would have to do, um, it's actually become some of my favorite parts of me is how I choose to react and teach and be with my uh, little girl. Mm, just thinking of my little girl <laughs> brings a warm smile to my face. And um, when she was a newborn and I was developing kind of this connection to this motherly love, I, I got this beautiful feeling of, you know, all of the ways that I love her and how proud I am of every little thing she does. That's what the goddess feels about me. And that's what the goddess feels about you. And for this last part of this podcast, thanks for hanging on, on into the end. I'm going to play this amazing, beautiful song by Tara McLean. She's from PEI. If you are a mother, just listen to it. Uh, if you're not a mother, imagine the goddess is singing it to you uh, because she feels this about you. You are loved. You are a light. Uh, you're doing amazing. Make sure to tell yourself that. And to all the mamas out there, I love you. Thank you for the work you do, and thank you for all of your love and light. In just a friendly morning, that the first and second time I heard this song, I bawled beautiful tears. All right, talk to you soon. Um, to you, universe? Well, I love you all the way around the world. Oh, I love you all the way to the sun <gasps> of the universe. That is a lot of love. Paper dolls Overalls Tiny toes Let me Wipe your nose And the Birthday parties Bedtime stories
I got this tonight. 